Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Probably the second rock bottom that I've gone through. And I get a phone call from Morgan's manager. Would you like to uh, photograph arguably one of the biggest albums covers of in country music? I was like, yes. Welcome to episode 433 with Spidey Smith, who is a director and photographer. He's a podcast host of In the Trenches with Spidey. Now, basically, he's a celebrity photographer. He's a celebrity music video director. He lives in Nashville. I worked with him a bit at Jake Owens charity event when I went down and did stand up and he was down there for the whole weekend. But I was talking with him as like, like on a Saturday or something. And he had mentioned Eminem and I was like, Oh, you know, Eminem? He goes, well, I did a music video for him. I was like, really? So we start, I started like trying to pump him for information because I was just interested. And it was like bone thugs and good Charlotte and three door. And I said, I don't want to know anymore. You just have to come over to the house and talk to me about this because I don't think we've had a not many that like celebrity photographers we haven't no so that's what we did here we talked with him and you know he has a podcast where he gets in into the trenches actually which is the name of the podcast uh but we talked about a lot of this where his dad was he talks about special forces which is crazy to have can you imagine the discipline you grew up with if that if your dad is special forces that must have been tough that must have been tough but he's also shot you know, and I have a client list of like the massive brands, but I thought this would be cool for you guys to hear. It's a little different angle. You know, we're always trying to uh, focus and feature creatives. You can go to his site, spideysmith.com. Uh, here he is, celebrity photographer and director living in Nashville, Spidey Smith. When we were together, some people were calling you Ryan. Some people were calling you yeah. Spidey. Yeah. What do your friends call you? What do your closest friends call you? <laughs> It's, uh, it's morphed into Spidey now. Uh, it's, Why is that? What's, what's up with Spidey? Where'd that come from? Where'd it come from? Yeah. Um, it came from Jason Aldean and uh, Brian O'Connell, who was uh, high yeah. up in the uh, yeah, promoter. promoter of Live Nation. Yeah. 
I did a tour. Well, I got in. I, I got back into photo um, when I when directing kind of was in a shift, and I had hollered at Jason. I was like, "Yo, I want to I want to come out on tour and just get my photo chops back up." And this is before Instagram. So, uh, anywho, long and the short, I would build tunnels underneath the stage. So you can get around? I can get around. So he would see me here, and he would give it to me there, but, you know, whatever. And then he would just go over here and, like, see me there within too fast. So he was always like, are you webbing your way around? You know, but no, I secretly had tunnels that I would make under, I was like a little. I would have called you cartel. I was going to say, I I, I, (laughs) I had a little cartel cartel, (laughs) But I would actually stash lenses in these areas. Um, and many times, even on Jake Owen, when I did it, I was thinking of Long Beach, um, we were already well into the, bu- on the bus, packed up, ready to go. And I freaked out that I left a pretty sizable lens underneath. The stage. One of the many that you leave under the stage, you thought maybe you left one of them there. Yeah, yeah I did. You did? Oh, you I did. did. I jumped off the bus before it was going to the, the airport and ran. And uh, I think the stagehands got it for me. I saw one of my friends post a picture of you. And I didn't know that, I don't know who knows anybody, but it, maybe it was your podcast. His name's Zach yeah. Massey is my friend. Yeah. Do you know Zach? I don't. Okay. He, he's a he's great digital guy. I, I was just mentioning it to my producer, Troy, on the way here yeah. about Zach Massey. I was like, man, he was really supporting the podcast. And then hearing about his story from my friend Chase, I want to get him on the podcast. So I saw you on his, and I thought, are Zach and, and Spidey cool? But I didn't know you guys didn't know each other, but Zach's really good, right? As well, I'm yes. sure. Yes. I don't know enough about it. It's like people that act. And they're like, this person's a bad actor. I can't. Sure. I can tell if somebody sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can tell if something like is really great and moves me. But I don't know. Like I wouldn't know a lens or a difference sure. in a lens. Sure. or Like how do you get an interest in taking pictures? And at what age? And when do you realize you could actually turn that into something where you can make money? Because again, it's art and art. It's hard to make money in art because everybody wants to do it. Yeah. Uh, I started very young taking pictures. Um, I was a a little surfer kid and a lot of my friends were in bands, you know, just picking up a mic and singing. And I I wasn't into that. I kind of was into the visual side of what they look like and their busted up jeans and, and stuff like that. So I started shooting pictures early. Um, with like what though? One of those cameras? We- no, it was uh-huh. film. It was early film. It was my father's from Vietnam, his camera. But somewhere in there, I, I decided I wanted to, to move into directing um, and then got back into pictures when directing got a little too big. So your podcast that we just mentioned, In the Trenches with Spidey, what, like what's the premise? What are you guys doing there? Sure. Um, I have a guest each week. Um whether it be an artist that I've worked with or just an artist, um, DPs, directors, um, to managers, painters, just is really celebrating the art form and how it relates to entertainment. I, I, it came up because I was on a, I've been thinking about how can I connect with people again? I, I feel since COVID, you know, I just do my job. And even when I do my job, it's less team these days. Um, and I came from an era where it was a lot of team lot of that stuff so um it was a way to make friends that's why i do this no it was yeah. it, it was a way to, i can't get anybody to come to my house unless i'm like come to the podcast i've yeah. even said that yeah i was like, like i need you guys would never come over unless i was like we're gonna 
We're not even recording this. This is all just this a, a for way you. for me to make, yes, to make friends. Whenever, because I met you through Jake, we were all in Florida at Jake's charity event. Yeah. And the way that he introduced you to me was not actually us face-to-face, like, hey, this is Ryan or Spidey, Bobby. Yeah. He said, hey, you see him? I was like, yeah. He goes, uh, yeah, he uh, worked with Bone Thugs and Eminem and Duran Duran. Yeah. And I was like, doing what? He said, <laughs> he said he's just done visuals for all of them. Directed videos at a very young age. So all those were videos? All official videos at 19, 20, 21. Very young. Very young. How do you get in those specific circles sure. to be able to direct or do anything artistic for them? Let's just do one specifically. Let's do Duran Duran. Sure. How did you end up on a Duran Duran shoot being the director of their video? I'll tell you a great story about Duran Duran. I was driving with my then girlfriend to San Francisco. We had already written one treatment for Duran Duran. Um, the commissioner, the record label said, we love your work. Can you rewrite the treatment to a new idea? I called my agent and I said, hey, remember that Mars Volta treatment? Just re- recycle that. Bye. So from the other band. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Bye. Got to San Francisco. In that time, they wanted to meet with me. Fly that day. Fly back to LA. That time, I don't know if things have changed, but Simon and Nick did not get along. So I had to go meet Simon at the Four Seasons and Nick at the Chateau. When I all in this same day, I, I was already driving to San Francisco. Now I'm here, and um, I don't even know the the treatment, the Mars Volta treatment that was recycled for them. So I sit down with Simon, but as I get to the pool, he's having lunch or drinks with Kiefer Sutherland. And this is back during the 24 show. And they're sitting there talking about my honey bits in my hair. I was, you know, my, my boy band. Like there. Frosty? Yeah, little Frosty. Frosty. Yeah. Go, hey, Ryan, how about some honey bits? How can I, you know? Um, and then I went to the, to the Chateau to meet with, with Nick about the idea. And then uh, shot the video. What was the video? The video was for a song called What Happens Tomorrow. And what were they doing? And did you have to keep them apart from each other? Yeah. And is that why you met yep. with both to tell them kind of? Yep. They had to, they, I had to convince them of the creative uh, uh, so they would sign off on it. But it had to be to two different, two different locations. And then even when we shot the video, you'll look at how there's a <laughs> stage and black. I could put two band members there. They can leave, put the other two band members, and then I can cut because I have black to do it. And then the whole narrative was was uh, was really the expense. And the band members hating each other, not not unheard of. It happens all the time. All the time. Um, they were smart enough to stay together, even though they hated each other. Yes. I think they had a, a, little, a little dip, a little yeah. sabbatical, and they came back. And I was, we were the, the that was the first video on their mm. way back. So it was a lot of a, a lot of attention to it. And I can, one of the funniest things about that video. When you turn into a, that was like a $550,000 video. Golly, it's just so different now. It might have been six hundred. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but when you turn in the rough cut, it's not colored. It's not tightened. It's just, here are the edits. Do you like it? Do you like the visuals? Blah. And not Simon, Nick. He got on the phone. <laughs> he rattled off probably 40 different exotic cheeses of what the rough cut felt to him. He described everything in a cheese, which I could only think was he hated it. He felt everything was cheesy. Cheesy, sure. Um, anyway. Big uh, cheese connoisseur? 
He must be. Yeah. I, I didn't know the cheeses he was mentioning. I was like, is that good or is that bad? But was it good or bad? That's a good, that's expensive cheese. Did it end up being good or bad? <laughs> it ended up being well loved and Got he it. ended up calling when it was all done. He loved it and all that. But it was an interesting story. So let's go to Eminem then. How totally different, everything different. Everything different with Eminem. Eminem came by, by me being friends with um, Paul Rosenberg. Paul Rosenberg is, 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 synonymous to to Marshall. He's um partner of 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 Shady. Now I think he's president of Def Jam. He's um, also on some of his records too, like doing yeah, smells. Hey, like, M, it's Paul. Yeah, you know, right. you're I hear you're shooting the gun out back. Anyway, he's he's an amazing supporter of mine. And uh golly man, we were I was young. So my my days and stuff could be a little off years, but um we started on like exhibit for Get Your Walk On. Get your walk on, back that ass up. You know that video? Um, and then Cypress Hill. So you, you work your, you, 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 you earn your trust to get to the, to the top. Was all of that just, you were doing these hip hop videos and they were great and people liked them or were they all connected by a certain couple of people? Like no, from, see, from Cypress Hill to exhibit to image, like, was there like one string or did just word get out? Like this guy, Ryan, this guy, Spidey, I guess you've been Ryan to them. Like this guy, Ryan's like legit. He's young. He's fresh. Or was it like the same agent booking you for all three? Interesting. It's a great question. Um, a combination of a couple things. My career has been a bit of a of a of a of a a storybook because I have always taken the allegiance to the artist. I'm with them in their bat their their lows, and by by proxy, I'm with them in their highs. So that my avenue has always been through artist management, and that. I guess indirectly in, in forced the hands of the record labels. Sure. You see? And they don't like that because they have an agenda to say, well, we only have $100,000 exhibit. And then exhibit, blah, 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 blah. we come up with the idea. It's going to be great. He's invested. It's awesome. It's going to cost $130,000. They don't like that. They want to go to the person who they know they can get it for 90, <laughs> 10 less than the 100. Sure. You know, so that was always a struggle for me. Um, my agent back then, Tommy Labuda, who is probably the biggest music video director's rep there is still, he started with me and I started with him. So that was really a unique bond for someone who's got the gift of gab, who can sell ice to an Eskimo, who was coming into the game fresh himself with young whippersnapper, young guy who's like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever, let's go. So our street game was insane. High hanging out with Disturbed at, 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 a, at, a, at a, a concert, boom, on our two ways. Flip your two-way or your next L, boop, boop. You know, hey, yo, hit up Giant Records. Who's the commissioner? It's going great with, with, with them. I mean, we, I worked the streets. I was a, I, I definitely worked the streets. Because you were young, which means just naturally you're going to be innovative because you know new technologies and this has just been consistent through life, right? You're young, you're using yeah. it, therefore you know it. Did you feel like you could do it a bit cheaper, but just as good because you kind of had to and you knew the newest, like you could do it with a, today you could do it with an iPhone. Like if there's somebody awesome with an iPhone, they can be like, listen, I can shoot this thing for much cheaper because I can use three iPhones and it'll still look great. Sure. Were you able to do that instead of like going super old school with all the big cameras and be like, I'm 19, so I know how to do things old folks, all these old guys don't know how to do. Um, honestly, coming from the film era of big cameras, thousand foot mags, 
rolling film, uh, planning out your shots because you have, hey, before you even shoot, you're like, how, much, how many rolls of film do because you need? Because it's film because you can't just go. It, Absolutely. Once you're on it, it's on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was one of those people who was like, digital is not going to take over film. Clearly did. And that was a massive, massive crux. Might have been the very moment that I started shooting photography again because I could not mm. figure it out. I, it, it didn't make sense. These cameras are weird. The lighting is so sensitive to these things. Film, we're blasting light. It needs, the celluloid needs that. The look we would get would be pound light, crush the blacks and all that stuff. That's that look that everybody loves about the 90s. That's not the look now. You can't get it from digital. So it's and, a bit of the opposite then of what I'm saying. Since you, you had been so schooled and you knew how to do film so well. I had to relearn. And so every, That's what I was getting at. I had to mm-hmm. relearn everything. So now I really feel like I'm putting out the work I was meant to do. I honestly feel, and I would say this out loud, I, I know that a lot of the videos I did are iconic and special, and they are special to me. But I honestly feel like I was young, and it's like so many creatives do. You're looking at the peers above you going, oh, wow, they're getting the, those budgets and doing those artists. Okay, how can I produce? How can I make that happen for this? Okay, I do that. So all I was really doing was reverse engineering, learning how to produce what they're doing. Then, now, it's a massive amount of wisdom. You see, I can, I can tone, visual tone, um, all those things that go into the, 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 the emotive part of film I've got. See, back then, you're just shooting to shoot. And I, hell, I said that to Eminem on the first job. I was just happy to have him in the lens. I was like, you know what I mean? And I even told Yellow Wolf uh, when it was the second time uh, directing him, I, I'll refrain from the language I use, but I was like, I'm going to direct this guy. Like, I'm going to really go into him. I'm, I'm a, at that point, I was what, 41 or something, the, 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 the second time I worked with him. And it was on. I was like, fun. I was, no, no, that's not it. That's not it. Uh, you know, really pushing him to it. Uh, and it was fun. Because you had the confidence to do so. I had so. the confidence. I, I had the experience, the know-how, the years, even in front of Marshall when he would be like, <laughs> I would be like, he wanted to watch every take. A one-day shoot, it's very, I, I, I like to really take advantage of the full day. And he wants to watch every take. Make the take, go back and watch it because he wants to overlap his movements to where he's saying things in the song, which is and I was like, hey, so he's sitting down. There's a photo of it somewhere. I'm like, so how do you feel? How do you feel it's looking? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's probably just me. But keep doing you, whatever. Yeah. I was like, mortified. In front of everybody, Paul. And everybody's quiet listening to Marshall go, but whatever. You know, we're here. So make the best of it. Super dry. I was like, okay, I, you know, I got a solution. I know what it is. I know what you're feeling wrong. I start walking away. It's like, Spidey, Spidey. Yo, yo, I'm just, just messing with you. You know, oh, so, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, he's very witty and dry and, you know. What was the video you did with him? That was for Yellow Wolf, um, a song called Best Friend. And it's- didn't he, didn't he? Because I remember Eminem and Yellow Wolf being together. Like, 
he like discovered him or, or was a big part of his yes. uh, entrance into hip hop. Yes. But I've seen Yellow Wolf a couple times in the past six months. Mm-hmm. Mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not, they don't like work together anymore, huh? No. Um, Marshall definitely discovered and brought him to Shady and Interscope. Uh, um, and they did their, they did their stuff, their, their, their records and albums. And, and now Wolf has his own, he's on his own imprint and he's like, Pearl Jam. He's got a lot of tattoos. <laughs> he does it all. Yes, he does. He's like, he, got, he got a lot of tattoos. Yeah. What? Hang tight. The Bobby Cast will be right back. And we're back on the Bobby Cast. Which uh, music video do you look back at and you're most proud of and you could see really your maturation in directing? From the old days? Doesn't matter. Oh, night. You can give me one old, one new. Yeah, a good one old. Uh, I love my girls and boys, Good Charlotte. And the reason I love it is because I was going to meet Benji and Joel up at uh, Mel's Diner on Sunset Boulevard. And I was dr- I had heard that another director was already doing this video that I had already written, not written a treatment for, or written one and it wasn't liked. But I, back to my street game, was going to meet the guys. And I was at a light and not far from it. And I look over and I see this Ferrari with this, this old dude and, and this, these young girls getting out like that. It was just when I was playing the song like crazy. Girls don't like boys. Girls like cars and money. Yeah. And I'm like, I immediately got on the phone. So that song was... Play, you were playing that song. I was song. playing because I get the music right. from the artist yes. to think of the song. Right. And that's playing as I'm driving to them, trying to come up with an idea. Mm-hmm. I'm literally bluffing, trying to steal the video from another director. I'm, I'll, I'll say it's many, many years. But I, I called uh, uh, my partner and my directing partner. He wrote it while I was having dinner with them, came in with the treatment. And I was like, so guys, <laughs> here it is. And then, like, uh, a week later, we were in New Zealand shooting that video. And that was another reason why I love it. I discovered myself there on that new video. But on that video, so you're watching old dude, young girl. Yeah. Is that what the video— Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't clarify that. Is that what So the, the video the, concept—yeah, I'm sorry. That, that was Good Charlotte hanging out, being playing a song. Everybody in their world were 75 and 80 years old skating 80 year olds throwing milkshakes out of car and ditching 80 years old uh, stage diving off of you know 80 years old everybody's partying eight, you know 80 70 elderly yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're having the time of their life and it was a, it was a well-received video won some a vma and oh that's awesome yeah anybody break a hip no <laughs> but if you watch it there was a guy in the back who does a a cannonball in the pool i had to stop because i made him do like seven of them and he was getting winded really bad <laughs> All right, new, look, look, new in, video. In the, let's say the more recent season that you look at and you're like, dang, I did that one to the best of my ability. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Jake Owen up there, down here. Uh, pretty yeah, recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Jake allowing taking the chains off. He's like, go make what you want to go make, and we talked about it, and um, the fact that it then got he he had a day off in in Wyoming. You know, and we get to shoot a performance there, which really allowed me and the team down in Florida to really hammer home narrative. 
It was fun. I think it all came together. And that is one of my more recent faves. What a, to do this, you know, there's a couple ways to do it. You can actually go and class, just train, you can train or you can just do it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. my guy Reed just did it and figured it out mm-hmm. and then took and just kept learning as he was doing it. Um, in media or in music, that happens too a lot, right? You mm-hmm. can just sit in your garage and play and then start, or you can go and like, what was your style and how did, who did you learn from? Or was it just doing it and screwing up? No. I mean, filmmaking, I think there's a different era now coming up where I, th- I don't think young people are coming up learning the craft. They're learning DIY, cameras go. Good. Back then, or not back then, but what, where I came from, it was more like learning a craft um, and honing that. Uh, what was the question? When you learned, did you learn mostly by doing it? Oh, yes. And doing it wrong or learning by like a teacher going, this is the classic no, way to do no. it? No, I, I, I went to college merely so I could slow down. And I did go to film school, but I, I raided the film. I took, I literally took film cans from the classes and would go shoot music videos. So I got waved out of, I don't even know, 13 classes. Is that like clept? That'd be the same thing? Where yeah. You, like you have enough uh, experience where like you're, you're good enough to pass this class anyway. Yes. That they, yeah. And, and uh, I turned in Bone Thugs and Harmony my senior year. I turned in Exhibit my junior year projects. You know, and teachers would just excuse me because I want, I got into USC. Will you let me make music videos? No. I got into UCLA. Will you let me make music videos? No. Laurel and Marymount. Yes. That's what I did. I've spoken to colleges, film schools all around the country, full sale. The number one most asked question, how did you get to doing this so young? I knew what I wanted to do and then, young. Yeah, and then you went, went and did it did it yeah there was no backup there isn't there can't be a backup you can't have a fallback plan because you're going to fall back on it you know it's just it was that way so yeah i learned by doing i did i put myself out there and developed the the skills by doing do you have look back at any of your work you don't have to answer this and go oh man that kind of sucked because I do all the time on my stuff. Like there's stuff I've written, there's stuff I'm just like, oh. And and I, I feel like if you're not cringing a little bit by your old work, you haven't grown from. Absolutely. I pooped the bed, many of them. Not many, probably three videos. Might not mention the names because they might get a little sore that I said it. But and you, can I be honest with you? I would prefer that, yeah. They weren't film jobs. What do you they mean? They were the new me coming into video. Me learning these cameras. I, I didn't, they were heavy. They had air conditioners on them, like fans. I'm like, God, I didn't know how to move them, you know? And also, don't forget, they were coming up. There was red, these big, bulky cameras. And then you had these 5Ds. There. Everybody's like, oh, they're the greatest thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, God, they, they moved weird. They jittered. I'm like, that's not it. That's not it. So I had to, that was the big, sorry. That was the big thing for me. Did you ever consider doing films? Like, was that ever... Because obviously there's a love for it. Yes, I, I was attached to a movie. Um, uh, maybe two of them. But definitely I was attached to one. I was with CAA, ICM agents and stuff like that. And the amount of effort and time it takes to get a film off the ground. Um, I, I guess I was young and green. And I thought, wow, I'm attached to a movie. It's in Daily Variety. I'm gone. I'm, I'm to the moon, guys. Never got made. You sit in there in development. You're, you're turning down jobs or you're, because you're, you're too busy trying. This is going to be 
shit. Let's storyboard this. It never gets made. So I guess I just followed what I was good at and what I knew. And I've always been a lover of music. I mean, it's crazy how much I love music. And I love the underdog. So and to me, that's what music is. You know, I just, the fight. So, you know, um, I stayed in that part. And even recently I started, I, I had to come to that conclusion again with commercials. I'm like, you know, as a director, you want to be able to do short form commercials and such. And it's like, for some reason, it just doesn't seem to translate. I'm like, I'm not someone's cash cow. And I'm like, I'm, I the hell with it. I'm tired of putting all this effort and all these things into it. And like, now I'm going to go where I'm, I'm, I'm needed. I'm wanted. You know, artists want to work with me. And I'm going to go there and I'm going to pursue. I'm, I'm just going to go head down on that. So do you think some of your uh, uh, pursuit and the way that you challenge yourself is because your dad and being a, your dad was in special forces. And I'm sure you don't, I mean, you don't get to be special forces unless you are dedicated, yeah. disciplined and trusting of the process. Absolutely. And how, how did that translate into you doing this? Everything. A trust the process is something I've heard my whole life as a tennis player. That's trust your pro- trust the process. You can't you can't be you can't enjoy tennis unless you're really good. Unless you're decent, you go play pickleball if you want to go play. My dad was intense. He he raised me to be a bit of a perfectionist. Um, uh, there were when I said I wanted to be a Navy SEAL, I trained like hell. I was running O courses, obstacle courses. I was. I was running 14 miles in combat boots with 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 the weights on. Weights on. Yeah. I was I was in San Diego doing it. And then um, he would actually put me in the swimming pool before school, ankles in, and would like he's like, "How do you want to do? Is this still something you want to do when the music's not on? You know, when you're in your room and you're listening to like Pantera or whatever, you're like, oh, I'm gonna go do this. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're 18, 19, you know, whatever." Um, he was integral to saying, okay, if you're going to go to the service, then go to college, get some, get some number, get some uh, credits so you can come in higher in the service. So I took the easiest classes I could, and they were film classes, film, uh, moving, uh, moving classes. And within two days, I was done. I was hooked. So you, hooked. Went, you went in, and you were like, I'll do film. It seems easy, so I get my credits and go be in the service. But then you fell in freaking love with mm-hmm. doing film. Two days in. Did you go to your dad and say, you know what? I kind of like doing this now. I didn't really expect to, but I don't, I'm not going to do the service thing anymore. What did he say about that? He loved it. Yeah, he was nervous uh, uh, for a while there until he got my tax returns on. He's like, he's like how many days did you work this, this year? X. Keep doing it. <laughs> well, he's very proud of me. I mean, I, he is my, my, my biggest fan. Do you think you could have been a SEAL? Yes. Like you, no question. I, 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 I will do what I put my mind to. And he, I was raised for that. And I, I have no doubt, even when I'm shooting car, car ads for a photo, oftentimes I'm left in the woods with a $150,000 prototype truck. And, but before I got there, yeah, I'm hiking in snow. No one's around. I, I don't bother the, uh, the, well, sorry, it's a part of like a $5 million job and photo goes off and does and that photo is just me. So it's, it's definitely all that training and all that discipline is just never give up. You know, the only easy day was yesterday. Uh, when you do photo, one of your first big jobs, maybe if not your first was Bone Thugs? Uh, for video? 
Oh, for video, for video it was. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're working with somebody that's famous or you're working with somebody that you're kind of intimidated by and you're very young, Mm. like what are the rules? I mean, can you just like go up to them with a camera or they stay there beforehand or is it everybody has a different uh, kind of personality so you have to handle everybody differently? different. You have to be a chameleon. Um, But what you said really triggered something because you said when you were young. Um, I remember, you know, back then and maybe still now, but you would give rappers a four hour ahead call time knowing that they would be late. Late. They would dig into it. Well, Lazy Bone showed up early. That doesn't make sense because his name's Lazy Bone. Yeah, I know. He he dropped the ball. Yeah, he really did. (laughs) He didn't live up to it. But I was downstairs shooting concept and I came up out of this dark uh, warehouse and he was on top of a car just yelling and screaming or something like that. And he comes down, jumps off a car. He's pulls out a, a pistol, a gun. He's like, what's up? What's up, man? What's going on? I hear you can scrap. I hear you scrap. I'm like, oh, shit. Let me see that. I grab the gun. I'm like, whoa. Hand it to my AD. And then <laughs> I start talking to him. You know, we had to actually shoot another day. We had to shoot another day because there was just a lot of, the, some of the takes weren't as, uh, <laughs> they weren't as fresh as they, they could have been. The guys. The guys, yeah. So I we had another full day of shooting for some of those Easier dynamic working with a rock band or a rap group? That's so awesome of a question. Um, 100% rock bands. <laughs> rap, rap, the rap game comes with all the entourage. That's a big one. Rock is, is pretty easy, pretty fun. The Bobby Cast. We'll be right back. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash, alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at 
Audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. This is the Bobbycast. You ever have somebody come in so messed up? Because I've had to do this before too, where you kind of have to cover for them and shoot differently because they're just either so high and you can tell or so drunk on their music video. Not too often. It's more like shoot it out. Shoot. I might have to adjust an angle to cover something, but then you limit it in the edit. Yeah. Usually that. I haven't. I've had scripts thrown in my face because they didn't like it. They're upset with you. Just. I have no clue why that one. It was. Uh, it was a female artist, and um, it was way. It was a rapper. She was a queen pen. Was her name? She just threw. A, I, but what was the words attached to the throw? Was she like? Because was, was she like? You're funny. Boom. No, it was oh, yeah. a bit on the white guy thing oh yeah one of those things you know but i mean you know were you always and take this because i'm saying it from me to you were you always because i consider myself a pretty nerdy white dude oh i'm were you always like yeah i'm a nerd i'm a film nerd i mean i collect sports cards still with my son you know it's like (laughs) and you still looked like that regardless did you try to blend in with the rappers or the rock guys i tried to blend in when i was doing when we were doing all the good charlottes yeah i had the i had the dickies and the the converse and oh yeah i mean it was i was signing louis vuitton purses and stuff when you go to a good Charlotte. it was a it was an interesting time being young and being known as their director at their heyday sure you know album covers uh morgan wallen yeah how many of those have you done all oh three of them all three how did that? First of all, how'd you get to Nashville? Let me just back up from the Morgan stuff. Then. How'd you get to Nashville? Uh, hmm. I was fed up with LA. Um, I watched the business. It was 2005-ish. Napster. I know it sounds weird to say Napster, like, what? but Napster was really a thing. And internet and um, budgets were being cut. And LA is, you know, being on top of the the internet, the the, the technology wave, whatever. It was dying. It was dying. MTV wasn't playing anything, but country music, CMT, GAC, people were still buying, uh, in LA, they would go on the iPads, or iPods. Mm-hmm. Here, they were still buying the CDs at Walmart and jamming out at their lake. You know, so I, I believe I was fortunate enough to see that and to get in when the window shut. And it clipped my ankles as I jumped through that one. I feel did, like I barely made it through. Did you know anybody here to make those connections, or at least your first couple connections? Yes. Yes, um, Sean Silva, who um, uh, is the owner of Tacklebox Films, a great director. He was at the company I was at in L.A., but he was he was 
at that time he was saying he was challenged because the the being a country director and doing rock videos wasn't translating but being a rock director doing country videos he was like dude you're you'll you'll do great so i kind of i was in and in, in my 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 wife in uh la she's from here so it was all the reason mm-hmm. to move here um and I started doing very well. Jason Aldean was one of the first people I started working with immediately. I saw him at, uh, on a TV and on a Texas roadhouse driving here from Oklahoma. I was like, called my agent. I want to meet with Jason Alden. 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 Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. But then like a couple of weeks later, I'm in his house doing it. So it's, yeah. I used to collect garbage pail kids. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid. Uh-huh. And you know them. Yeah. All, all, really all of them. And I collected baseball cards too. Your son still likes to collect cards. I'm assuming it's because of your passion for it that you've had it. What do you guys like? What's fun for you guys to find, and how do you how do you do you buy them? Do you do breaks? Like what? How do you do sure. that? We're not into that yet, but I wanted to teach him. A, he's a lot like me. He's spazzy and he's just all over the place. And so I wanted to slow him down a little bit, teach him teach him a little business stuff. Um, he loves John Morant, so. We, we nerd out on the, the Grizzlies, and he collects, actually. He doesn't like collecting sports because he's like, ah, they get injured. They get suspended. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. So he collects garbage buckets. Oh, really? That's his, that's, wait, that's they, his they jam. Do they still make those? Huh? Do they still make them, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, they do? Numbered, graded, all that stuff. I mean, like, yeah, $1,500 cards. You mentioned a minute ago, you— you mentioned tennis. I assume yeah. you played tennis then at some level because oh, yeah. that usually doesn't come up. Yeah. Do you play tennis still? I haven't played in the latter part of a year, but I'll tell you why. I, was, I started playing tennis at five. Um, I was uh, 150 in, 140 something in the nation as a junior tennis player in California. And California is arguably probably the best state for tennis. Florida's good too. Quit when my best friend cheated on me in a big tournament. Broke like 10 tennis rackets over a trash can and then uh, never played until my wife about a couple of years back said, you're a workaholic. You need to go play tennis. I didn't have glasses. I didn't have anything. I got back into it so diligently that it was distracting my work. It brought back that, that thing are that you, I- Are you obsessive? I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not, not even saying no, obsessive compulsive, but are I, you, do you get obsessed and then it's hard to not? Yes. Yes, yes, I'm a, I'm a, a go getter. You know, if I put my mind to it, if it's something that I've locked into my brain, I got to do it. Um, to an unhealthy state. Yep. I'm on OCD medication, and for a long time, I was just like, I just, you know, I really like stuff. But then I started to realize it wasn't natural. Mm. How much, and I could not focus on anything else. Mm. Um, and I come from a family of addicts, but I didn't always put the two together. But I, I'm on an um, OCD medication. Sure. So sure. I asked that from somebody who also deals with that. And it would be a bit unhealthy for me because I would not, I would have blinders on whatever I was doing mm. and it would kill other relationships, sure. not even romantic, but I would just be me and that, and that's it until I either conquer it or I'm bored with that's it. Me. Still, I would be, I would be on a, uh, on an anniversary, not with my wife, but I remember back in the day, I would be driving to a dinner and I would get a phone call from the post facility saying, hey, uh, someone just canceled. We can bump you in. Like, turn over, go in and work. Hey, we'll get dinner there. Uh, it just, it's the way I am. Um, I, it, it, it must come with some drawbacks. But I also think it's a superpower. 
I honestly believe that. I mean, I'm, I've met my family. No, I mean, I'm not like organizing my shoes too crazy, but my office is absolutely OCD organized. I mean, even before our, our podcast, I'm looking at the, we have a collage of all my plaques and I'm like, you know, when you get a collage, yeah, yeah. everything has to be. All the squares, eight corners. Not, you're, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're adjusting seven <laughs> pictures when it's just a little off. But yeah, I mean. The Morgan album covers. Yeah. Let's get back to that. How did how, how did those come about? And I'm assuming the first one, that's cool, but he wasn't what he is now. No, the first one I think was kind of probably something from the record label. But the first one you did. I did. And yeah. they were like, they, they brought me in. Got it. Um, and we, we hit it off great. I think all of our shoots, all albums, um, If I Know Me, Dangerous, and One Thing at a Time have all been two hours or less quick um the first one was definitely motivated by the label we hit it off great the second can i go into a quick story i'm going to a long story um covid happened and um probably the second rock bottom that i've gone through maybe third but this rock bottom was worse than anything i've ever felt because i was married with kids and it was i hadn't worked in eight months didn't make a penny living this down the street and driving a Tesla, and um, I had to change things up. It was a real tough time. Anyway, I got a phone call in the new house, and I was off doing checklists while the kids are off of school, wife is trying to make some money, I'm home alone doing checklists, you know? Like, this is not what I'm meant to be doing. And this is on the, what, month nine? And I get a phone call from Morgan's manager, Tracker. He's like, hey, and I see it. I'm like, whoa, what's this? He's like, are you, uh, what you doing? Like, <laughs> Nothing. He's like, hey, how would you, uh, what are you doing Saturday? And this was like Thursday. Would you like to uh, photograph, arguably going to be the, one of the biggest albums covers of, in country music for Morgan? I was like, yes. Because he told me a little bit about it. You know, it's going to be a double thing. He, uh, we've already done some photos but Morgan didn't think they were fitting. He, he, did, he requested you. And that meant everything to me at that time. I can't even, I can't, it brought me out of it. It brought me out. It brought me out of the dark to know that someone really, at that time, there was a first phone call. The first phone call for work was Morgan wanting to work with me because he wasn't happy with what he got. He, he, he really wanted something unique. It's because of that he called me that stood. That's that was big. Was there then, a pressure then for you to go? Okay, you want something unique? Yeah, I got to figure something out that yeah. isn't traditional, but not too wacky or no. It's gonna my, be overboard. My style is 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 to unarm the artist to just shoot a bit of the the candidness, but make it feel like lightning just struck in a perfect location. You know, so like, you know, I'm obsessed with the four corners of the frame. If I got a great photo, but the background is not great or it's off or this or something's coming, I don't like, I, I won't use it. I don't care if it's Eminem or, 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 or Madonna. I don't care. It's, it's, it's got to go through my criteria process. And so I guess the only pressure I have is me. Because Morgan's just, he's extreme gentleman to me. I mean, he's just like, he really does kind of, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whatever you want. I mean, it's awesome. So I think the pressure is me, and I put a lot of it. A lot. 
Let's take a quick pause for a message from our sponsor. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this. Take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight. And just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Welcome back to the Bobbycast. Uh, when you get one of those calls, like, hey, we want you to come either make the video or just sh- shoot, f- you know, for you know, whatever it is. It could be commercial. It could be uh, music, uh, concert. Who's the call you got? They were like, holy crap. Like, personally, you were a fan. So it was really cool. I got a phone call from an artist. Just that saying, I, was- I, I want to hire you. Or their manager was like, he wants to hire you. She wants to hire you. And you're like, that's super cool because I'm a massive fan of that person. He maybe didn't say that, but to mm-hmm. you, you were like, wow, this one feels kind of cool in a personal way because I love their art. 
Mm. Honestly, I would say Yellow Wolf. I put him high on that list of artistry. He is, yeah, he is such a scrutiny of art and style and what he wants. Um, for him to work with me on 14 music videos and four albums, um, that's, that's an honor. And, and honestly, I, I take a lot of pride in my repeat business. Three albums for Morgan. You know, a lot of my work is multiple stuff. That means they're coming back for a reason. And that's what I, I kind of hold that as a badge of honor, really. Do you have any uh, moments where it's like, they're like, oh, you got that. Because something happened. And you're like, yeah, 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 I got that. Or I missed that. Always. Really? Always. Give me a good tell me you got that moment. They're all the time. But you're hoping that you didn't get that. Are you saying that I didn't get it? It could be either one, right? I've be- missed moments before. And you say you got it. And you just, yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. It's great. And you honestly are just hoping that they forget. And they do. You just service you service another photo and you're like cool. But yeah, I've 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 run into that before for sure. And uh not really on client yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever had like uh you shot a picture and you didn't even know until you looked at it and there's like Haley's comment in the background or something cool that you didn't know was in the picture? Cause that would be pretty cool. I did shoot um photos. I was doing Break and Benjamin. You know who they are? Yeah. A rock, rock band yeah. in uh I did So Cold and Diary of Jane for them. And I did, uh, Diary of Jane was in uh, Yonkers, New York, in a haunted mansion, a manor of some sort. And I was also shooting photo for them as well, like album. And uh, we went to this pool and shot the photo. And all pool, it was abandoned and just cool uh, tile and just very um, ornate and beautiful and abandoned. And we took a picture and there were orbs everywhere we didn't see that until we got back to the hotel that's what i was gonna see could you see anything everywhere. while you were shooting no uh, uh, yeah when i shot the picture we were shooting film on the video but when i shot photo it was digital and i'm shooting click 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 okay back to this back to this click 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 you know so i didn't get to see the photo until we went back to the hotel then you saw them. it was everywhere so what do you think that was i i do believe it's spirits or something going on there it, it couldn't have been anything else i i just i know light I try to defunct all that all the time. I had a I had a really messed up situation like that in uh, in the Dreskel in Austin. Austin? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, stayed stay there a bunch. What what happened? Uh, I was there with my wife. She was doing a modeling job, and um, I was we were in the hotel sleeping. She had to be up at like four in the morning, so she's not trying to cause any drama. Or you know, like we were sleeping in separate beds because we had singles. Because they, I came I I uh, uh, came unannounced. And we were sleep. We had gone to the mezzanine area and taken photos, and we're really acting obnoxious with a group of us, and just kind of like, oh, you know, this and that. And we went back to the hotel, the room, and slept. And I, you know, you wake up and you're kind of like, I couldn't breathe, but you're kind of like, whatever. And I hear my wife on the other bed go, Ryan. I'm like, she didn't know I was awake. I go, what? I can't breathe. Something's on me. She couldn't breathe. Like I didn't tell her. What I was going through, I was sleeping sideways going, right? And she goes, I feel like something's on my chest pushing this, this, and that. And it was just a real creepy thing. But we got back again. One of the photos we, we, we saw uh, after the fact was like in the mezzanine where you can shoot you know, the, the mirrors. Mm-hmm. You shoot into a mirror, but behind these mirrors, it just goes back into infinity of mirrors. There is a literal woman in a cloak screaming. No way. I, I will try to find it to you and stare. She's like this. And she's got a cloak and it's like, okay. and, and the guy who took the picture was a UFC fighter. 
And it was ghost. He was white as a ghost when he saw it. And you don't think that that was how? I don't. I don't know the science of it, but I'm just saying a woman in a an orb. I can understand because you can define it. I'm gonna find this. A this is gonna be on an old club. cell phone. Yeah. But when you stayed there at the Driscoll, what was that like? Did you feel anything? No. Annie Lennox said that. She, uh, I stayed at the Driscoll fifty times. Nothing. Nothing. They like me. I hooked or up. Don't like me. I hooked up. I hooked up. <laughs> I hooked up with the ghost once, but I knew it wasn't. It didn't scare me because yes. she. I, you know, I, I picked her up in the bar as as a ghost. It's familiar. Yeah. So okay. we we'd known each other. So that wasn't weird. No. Well, it shouldn't be. Yeah, we did it a few times. Mine was a little weird because I was I yeah, it's was messing you. with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, would you have your son do the same thing you do? If he wanted to, or if he said, uh, 50-50, Dad, should I do what you do? Yeah. Yes. I, I, I really do don't think I work a day. I don't work. I love what I do. Um, it's, a, it's a challenge, and it was hard, and it was a lot of sacrifice to get to that point of love. And I don't know if I would want that for him, or do I want that for him? I mean, it was, you know, it's like, you're, you're coming up. It wasn't just, you know... Right. It's, it's, it's character building. Um, they're very creative people. We, live, we have a very untraditional house in the sense of, you know, I've got E.M. Tongi coming in for a podcast and Yellow Wolf and people coming into the house and they, get, they hang out with them and sure. it's, it's different. So they see that and, of course, now with the YouTube thing and my son's like, Dad, can I make a YouTube channel? You got one. I'm like, uh, okay. You know, so I, I, they're interested in it and I think I know a lot of people and can, can coach them. The last couple few episodes of your podcast, like what, who's been on? What do you talk about? Ooh. Well, E.M. Tongi and I, for, uh, he's the American Idol winner. We talked about our trip in, in South Pacific. Um, and just his music. I, I, I love hearing how he came, artists come up and hearing their stories. So I, I get that perspective from different positions, you know, directors and, and things like that. But I think my favorite thing is learning pro- the artist process. We all have different processes. And processes, whatever. You know what I mean? And it's, even as an artist, do you know of your process? Have you stopped to think about what your process, you're just going mad through it. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I used to do that. Until I, I heard someone say about the pro- artist process or trust the process or whatever, you know? And you're like, what is my process? And actually it was, um, working with Yellow Wolf in the studio when he was making the Love Story record, I realized my process more honed because he is, his, his and mine are very similar. So you're cool with your kid doing something creative. Mm-hmm. There's no stability, as you know. Yeah. You have to create your own stability. Yeah. And even that can be wiped out. Do you see a lot of you and him? He, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, my oldest son is a spitting image of me. Clumsy, looks like me, uh, probably a little ADD. Little, How'd you do in school? Um, three point two ish. So you know? so good, but you probably could have. I wasn't better. focused. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I wanted to be doing the other things, but when I was at LMU College, it was like a three point nine eight, and that was you got you got docked for A minuses because you were focused because you had, focused. You I found, knew what I wanted you found what you wanted yeah, it was do. my money yeah. you know what I mean I was like so I understand that and I, I and I'm parenting him a lot differently than I was parented I, I understand what he's going through or what he's thinking and I'll explain it to him in the way that I know that I would have wanted it and it's, it's helping he's like thanks dad it helps 
In the Trenches with Spidey. You guys check out his podcast. Uh, he's a director. He's a photographer. He's a podcaster. Uh, and at Spidey Smith, S-P-I-D-E-Y Smith on Instagram. Uh, really enjoyed the hour we did here, man. Thank you. That was super cool. We had talked about this. We were in Florida together, and I was like, you should come do the podcast. Yeah. And I uh, enjoyed, you, enjoyed you then, but like this has been super cool. I get, appreciate get it. I, 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 I was tickled to do this. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm tickled right now. <laughs> right now um yeah at spidey smith you guys follow we'll put it in the notes here as well uh spidey thanks man thank you thanks for listening to a bobby cast production this is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan so choose a straight talk wireless family plan unlimited data talk and text on a reliable 5g network and you can get a new line starting at 25 dollars per line per month for four lines plus taxes and fees and no contracts that's good decision making available at walmart and on straighttalk.com family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan not combinable with auto pay discount in times of traffic your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic video streams at up to 480p This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.